What we've been talking about in the last few weeks, we've been in a series called The Application of the Word of God. Application is so, so, so important. Amen? You can have your Bible. You can have several Bibles. You can have 10 different, uh, dif- different translations. I've seen uh, uh, this morning, I.O. came in with this massive, beautiful Bible, and I just noticed on the side of it, the New American Standard Bible. Mine is the New King James Bible. I read at night, I read off the, uh, the ESV Bible. I read the Message Bible sometimes. I read the New Century Version. Other years may have a New Catholic Edition Bibles in your home. We all have so many Bibles. We all have so many different translations. But, you know, God is reminding you today and for the last number of weeks, it's not about what translation you read. It's not about whether your Bible is bigger than IOS or not. I guarantee it's not. Whether your Bible is on your phone or not. It's not about it's not about all of those things. It's about applying what you read in the Bible. Amen? You know, you can read two scriptures a day, apply them to your life, and live a more victorious life than the person who reads ten chapters a day, but never applies anything to his life. I had a friend once that used to do that, you know. He used to read ten chapters a day. His life was in a mess. Amen? You can read two, two verses in a day. God can speak to you in those verses. You can apply those verses to your life and live victoriously. Amen? It's not about, again, it's not about the quantity. I know people can read, maybe you can. I know people can go and buy a new novel with 380 pages in it and read it in three or four hours. I don't know how they can do that. Because I've looked... And the author who would read the audio book reads it in eight hours. So how can the person who wrote it read it in eight hours, but you read it in three hours? I'm guessing you didn't read it all. I'm guessing you didn't, maybe you speed read it and didn't understand the half of it. So it's not about how fast you read. It's not about how much you read. It's all about when you read it, allow God to speak to you in it. And when God speaks to you, Listen to this. This is important. When God speaks to you, tells you to do something, apply it. Amen? Because God will never speak to you from His Word and tell you to do something that's going to be detrimental to your life. Amen? Everything that you read from the Word of God, from healing to giving to relationships to family to salvation, it's all for your benefit. It's all for your blessing. Amen? God didn't come to take away from you. He came to add to you. God didn't come to lessen the quality of your life. Religion does. Amen? I came from religion that was a a take from me religion. That was a religion that wanted wanted to put me under, under controls, that wanted to control how I lived and wanted to control the standard of life. Didn't want me to live in victory unless they controlled the victory. Amen? Amen? But God's not like that. Amen? And when we get acquainted with the God of the Bible, we come to realize that the God of the Bible is not about stopping you doing things. Amen? He's about adding quality to your life. Amen? God came to give you the victorious life, as we talked about earlier. He wants you to live a life in victory. Amen? Victory over everything that the enemy would want to steal from you. Oh, the enemy would like you to go and enjoy your life, have some fun in your life. 
But that fun in your life per se, we, we think it's fun, it's only to take from us, to bring us into bondage, amen? amen. To, so that He can control our lives. Yeah. You know, it amuses me at, at, at atheists or people who, who just don't want to believe in God, who, who, who rather say, you know what, that sin is more fun. There's more freedom in sin. Never heard a sillier statement. There is no freedom in sin. Amen? Oh, you might think that I, I'm living a great life. I, I'm living a promiscuous life. I've got a different girlfriend or boyfriend every week. I can take recreational drugs whenever I want. I can get drunk any night of the week that I want. And they think in that they have freedom. But that's not freedom, amen? That's really, that's bondage. But the enemy has packaged that all of those addictions and all of those things, he's packaged them in a way to make them look like that's freedom. Amen? Hey, listen, you can vomit into a, a box. Okay? You can vomit into a box and wrap it up nicely, put some nice paper on it, and put a ribbon on it even. But at the end of the day, as well as it may look, when you open it, it's still vomit. Amen? Amen? And that's what the enemy has done with sin. He's gotten sin... And he's packaged it so nicely. He's put such nice paper on it. In such a pretty little box. And he's put a lovely ribbon on it. And he's even put an invite card on it. He's made it look so appealing. But at the end of the day, amen, it's still vomit. It's still sin. It's still destruction, amen. And we, as a people, we've got to learn from the Word of God that we've got to make application of the Word of God in our lives. Not just read it. Just memorize it even. We got to learn that when we read the Word of God, that God is speaking to us in His Word. Amen? And when God speaks to us in His Word, God wants us to make application of what He says to us in His Word, in our lives, so that our lives will be better. Amen? Because God is not out to take fun from you. God is out to add victory and add joy to your life. Yes. Amen? Amen? And I think the enemy has tricked us into believing that if we ain't out there sinning with the rest of them, we ain't enjoying life. Well, here's a news flash for you. Most of those people that are out there sinning the whole time in their lives, they ain't enjoying life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I've seen many people sleeping on the streets over the last number of days. They ain't enjoying lives. Many of them you could see were obviously drug addicts. Many of them you could see obviously were alcoholics. They ain't enjoying life, amen? But that's the end of what the enemy wants, destruction, right. amen? But God wants to give us life, and that more abundantly. I want that, amen? amen? I want abundant life. I want to walk in the victories that God has made available to me, amen? amen? amen. And not be fooled by the enemy in, in, in the way that he packages sin to me, amen? amen? At the end of the day, it's not what... You know that makes the difference. It's what you do with what you know that makes the difference. Amen? So when you, read your God, when you read your Bible, when you sit down and you open up the Word of God, if you're reading with us this week and uh, starting tomorrow on Matthew 27, and when you advance into the book of Hebrews, then ask God, what have you got to say to me in your Word today, Lord? Speak to me in your Word. Because a lot of us go and ask for a lot of different counsel in our lives. Amen? We have an issue comes up and we want to go run off and ask someone about this issue. Someone that maybe 
a problem comes in our life and we want to run and ask someone else that has that problem. And in and, in and of that, good if that person is a believer and that person is going to steer you in the way of the, what the Word of God says over that. But a lot of times we go and we seek advice from people who may have experienced that problem in the past or may still be going through that problem, but they are not walking in life and walking in light. Amen? Amen. We surround ourselves by a lot of different counselors for a lot of different issues, and that's fine if they're advising you from the Word of God, but if they are not, they will steer you astray. Amen? Amen. We need to surround ourselves with people who will point us back to the Word. Amen? Like, I mean, for a recovering alcoholic, don't go and talk to another alcoholic about, you know, how do I get off alcoholism? Or someone that's on drugs, don't go talk to somebody else that's on drugs to ask them, how do I kick this habit? They won't know. And you know what they'll do? They'll say, ah, ain't you grand? Ain't you good? Isn't it good to get drunk? Isn't it good to shoot up? Amen? When you want something to change in your life, you need to talk to someone who has had that issue and has changed. Amen? And you need to read the Word of God and listen to what the Word of God tells you. Application is what makes the difference. Amen? Believing is a good first step. But you can believe all you want until you begin doing, begin applying what the Word of God says to your life. Then and only then will you see the change. James chapter 1, verse 22 is our foundational scripture for this series. It says, Do not merely listen to the Word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Or if you want, you can say, Do not merely listen to God, and deceive yourself. Do what He says. Amen? Because God is the Word. Amen? You can know the Word of God inside out, upside down, back to front, by chapter and verse, and still live a life of defeat. Still live a life of addiction. Because it's not knowing what the Word of God says, it's applying what the Word of God says to your life. Amen? People forget that the Word of God is an instruction book. Amen? It's an instruction book. And unless we follow God's instructions we will not live in God's victory. I know people out there that, that know the promises of God, but they want God to give them His promises without them applying what God says to the Word. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Like, I want to live free from addiction. I know what the Word of God says about living free from addiction, but, you know, that's too difficult. I want it by another means. I want God to bless me. I want God to prosper me. I know what the Word of God says about how to get blessed and prosper, but you know what? I want God to bless me by another means. God will only do things by His Word. Amen? Amen. If, because if God goes against His Word, you may as well get this, this, this Bible that you have and, or that beautiful big Bible that I have and you may throw them into being. Amen? Because it's just like another novel. If God goes against His Word. If God would heal someone against his word, if God would, 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 would deliver someone against his word, if God would prosper someone against his word, if God goes against his own word, the, the word is useless. Amen? Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Jonah, in the word of God, was one of God's great prophets. He was anointed by God to proclaim the word of God in his day. He was one of the major prophets in the Word of God. One day the Word of God came to Jonah and asked him to go to proclaim, to do what God had anointed him to do 
in the city of Nineveh. Now let me tell you about the city of Nineveh. In its day, the city of Nineveh was the biggest city in the world. Let's say, for argument's sake, I know it's not the biggest city in the world, but let's say Nineveh was Dublin in our case. Okay? And we're the prophet anointed by God to proclaim the word. Only thing was, Nineveh is a violent city. Nineveh is an ungodly city. The people in Nineveh, I mean, they have no interest in God. They are living it up in orgies. They're living it up in alcoholism and drugs. I mean, murder is a commonplace there thing. Other prophets who were anointed by God to go there in the past have went in there to proclaim the word of God and have been dragged out dead. Nineveh is a violent city. And Nineveh persecutes us where we live. Okay, this is the kind of city that Nineveh was. So the, the word of God came to, came to Jonah, who was God's prophet in the day. Go and proclaim the word of God to Nineveh. And Nineveh, of course, he gets on his horse, or Nineveh. Jonah, of course, gets on his horse straight away and heads off to Nineveh. Wrong. He goes in the opposite direction. Let's read it. Jonah 1. We're going to read some. We're going to paraphrase other parts. It said in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose and fled to Tarshish. Now Tarshish is, was the name in them days for Spain. From the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, that was a port in that area, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and he went down into the, into the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Basically what Jonah did was like he heard God's instruction. God spoke to him. He heard God's instruction and he decided to disobey what God had told him to do. And in that, he decided, I am going to go as far away from the presence of God as possible. You see, Tarshish then being Spain, and he living in modern-day Israel, Syria, at that time, Tarshish was the furthest known point away from where they were. So he decided, I'm going to get as far away from God as possible because I don't like what God has told me to do. And we all know what happened next, don't we? This great storm arose and the ship was going to sink. And Jonah, penny dropped to them that, hey, this is not right. This is not the time of the storms in the Mediterranean. So he copped it after a few days. He went, oh, yeah, right, okay. I know what this is happening here. And he went to the sailors on the ship and said, hey, listen, guys, you're all wondering why this storm has come up and why this storm is not relenting. I may as well tell you, it's because of me. It's because my God told me to go to Nineveh and preach the word of God there, but I decided to disobey God and, 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 and head with you guys off to Spain. So God has then sent this storm basically for me, and the only way that you guys are going to live is actually by throwing me overboard. And you know, they didn't want to do it. But on Jonah's insistence, he said, listen guys, if you want to drown, by all means, leave me on the boat. But if he's want to live, I, I have to be thrown overboard. And, and they did. 
Verse 15 says, And they picked up Jonah and they threw him into the sea. And right at that point, the sea ceased from his raging. Skip down to verse 17. Actually, in, in verse 16, it talks about there how when they threw Jonah overboard, that the, the, the sailors realized that, wow, this guy's God is real. And, and they sacrificed to God. Verse 17 says, and, and the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, I know this is a story that we tell in kids' class. And, and when I was researching this story during the week, um, all the different research articles I, I, I could find were, was basically all children's stories. I found a couple of them that weren't children's stories, but it kind of reminded me that, that most people, and even some believers, and I'm not saying you do, but most people don't believe this story to be true. They believe it to be one of the stories that, in the Word of God that, that God put in there for us to entertain our kids. But let me tell you this morning, if you think that way, that's not true. Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days. Amen? And it kind of told me that, isn't it great that in the very act of our disobedience, that God has already prepared for us a way of redemption? In the very act of disobedience, where Jonah was going in the opposite direction of where God told him to go, that God had already prepared for him a way of redemption. And that way of redemption was via the belly of a whale. And it reminded me that even in my disobedience, when I don't do what God tells me to do, that God has always got a way of redemption ready for me. He's always got a way out for me. There's always God, for me, there's always an easy way back to, back to God's way again. Amen? For Jonah, the way of his redemption was via the belly of a whale. So while in the fish's belly, Jonah comes to a point, it took him three days, he comes to the point of going to God and saying, God, if you can get me out of the belly of this whale, I'll do what you asked me to do in the first place. And again, in our lives, that happens, don't it? We don't do what God asks us to do, and, and things start to go wrong. Things start to go bad. Things don't work out the way we hope they work out, and everything seems to come against us. But, and, and a lot of times, on our darkest time going through this sort of stuff, we come to a point and say, hey, listen, God, if you can get me out of this, I'll actually do what you asked me to do in the first place. You know what that tells me? We really need to do what God asks us to do in the first place without having God to come and say it to us three or four times. Amen? Because I was reminded again yesterday evening that the gifts of God are without repentance. And God's request of you, what He wants you to do, and what He created you to do, God's not going to change His mind. Amen? If God, and He has, has placed gifts in each and every one of you, those gifts will lie dormant in you until you activate them and do what God has asked you to do. A lot of times you wonder, you know, why is my life the way it is? Are you doing what God created you to do? Or are you kicking against the goals too? Are you doing what you feel is the right thing to do? I feel that this is the way my life should go. Yeah, I know there's been a pulling on me for years to preach the Word of God, but nah, it's a lot of work in that. It's a lot of work. So I, I'll just go this way instead. But you know the Word of God says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And God delights in your ways. 
Which meaning that if we decide that God has a, a pathway for us, God has steps first, but we decide that, you know, uh, yeah, that's a bit difficult. And, you know, the fun is all over here. So, yeah, I know that that's what God has for me. But I'll get to that eventually. But I want to go this way now. We can't expect God to bless us in our way. Amen? When God has a way for us. we got to go God's way. Amen? When we go God's way, God will give us all the fun. Amen? And you'll find that if you go God's way, you still have fun. Amen? You'll still have, you'll have a great life. You'll have a victorious life. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so, so they picked John up. They threw him into the sea. And the, the whale came along. And, and the whale picked John up. And he spent three days in the belly of the whale until he came to a point where he said to God, Okay, God, I, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. You asked me to do something. And I got to do it. So, Lord, if you get me out of this whale's belly, I'll do what you ask me to do. So we, we see in verse 10 of chapter 2, it says, the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. I think we're talking about vomit way too much this morning. And if you wish, you can read in chapters 3 and 4. Jonah is a small book. You can read in chapters 3 and 4 where it talks about Jonah going into Nineveh and telling them all to repent. And the whole city the whole city repented at Jonah's word and came to God. Now listen, we could talk about the story of Jonah for hours. We're not going to do that this morning. We could talk about how Jonah, the original reason why Jonah didn't want to go into Nineveh is because he knew that if he went into Nineveh that they would repent. Jonah knew that. Yeah. And Jonah said to God after he'd gone and walking through, because when Jonah, when Jonah went into Nineveh, he went from one city gate to the other city gate, right across the city, as quick as he could, saying, repent, for judgment is at hand. And, and Nineveh was, or, or Jonah was really hoping that they wouldn't. Yeah. But Jonah knew that they would. Yeah. You can read all that if you wish yourself. There's a couple of things I want to take out of Jonah's story this morning. Here's the first one. God will ask you to help people who you don't want to ask. When you're following God, when you're obeying God, and you're applying the word of God to your life, and walk in the steps of a good man, a time will come when God will ask you to help someone you don't want to help. Amen? God will ask you sometime to help someone you don't want to help. Because God has told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every man and woman and creature. And I don't know if you're like me, but there's some of them that I don't really like. Amen? There is people and there's races out there that, praise God, that we might not really like. But God has asked us to preach to them all. Amen? God has asked us to preach to every person, whether you like him or not. He's asked us to preach to Muslim. He's asked us to preach to Hindu. He's asked us to preach to Catholic. He's asked us to preach to Protestant. He's asked us to preach to black. He's asked us to preach to white to people from all over the planet. He's asked us to preach to them all. And whether we, in and of ourselves, maybe we don't like a certain race or, or a, people from a certain religion, or, or maybe we have a prejudice against someone, doesn't matter. That's like the prejudice that, that, that Jonah had against Nineveh. There may be a race of people out there that you might be thinking, you know, hey God, judge them. Burn them up. Because that's, that's what Jonah was hoping. He was hoping he would, because this was the warning. 
This was Nineveh's warning. <clears throat> Repent or I'm going to bring judgment. And Jonah in and of himself, that's why he went off to Spain. He was hoping that if I don't go and tell him to repent, God will just go and judge him anyway. Yeah. That's what he was hoping. Yeah. And, and, and we need to take from that that we need to do what God tells us to do. Amen? Because whether we like it or not, there is people out there that don't know Jesus. Amen? And because they don't know Jesus, that the judgment of God is still on them. Amen? And for us, God says, go and preach the word of God to them, the ones you like and the ones you don't like. Because judgment will come to them. So we got to be doing everything we, we know to do to preach the word of God to them because God will ask us to preach to, and to minister to and to witness to and evangelize to and befriend people that we don't like. Amen? He'll ask us to help some people that we don't like. Maybe someone has offended you in the past. Maybe someone has hurt you in the past. Maybe someone has abused you in the past. That does not give you the green light not to help them. Amen? Just because you've been hurt, abused, stolen from, or you just don't like the person, does not give you the green light not to help them. Amen? God says we got to help them anyway. Every creature God told us to go and preach the gospel to. Church, we cannot pick and choose the commandments of God depending on which ones we like and which ones we don't like. Amen. There's things in the Word of God there that when I read it, I don't like. But you know what? It's in the Word of God. Stare for me. There's things there that you may not like. There's things there that may challenge you in your lifestyle. But you know what? It's there. God gave it to you. And just because 2,000 years have passed since, since it was written doesn't mean that it's not for today. You see, a lot of people are using the Word of God and, and they're saying, yeah, I love the Word of God, but there's things in there that disagree with my lifestyle. There's things in there that disagree with the way I feel. So therefore, they cannot be for me. You know what, church? We cannot pick and choose the pieces of the Word of God that we're going to obey and the things we're going to disobey. I mean, like, in you, in your job, or in your life, if your boss comes to you and says, hey, listen, I want you to sweep the car park. And you're like, hey, I don't want to sweep the car park. It's raining. It will go well for you if you sweep the car park. Amen? Because in our job, when we understand this, in our homes, we want our kids to be this way. When they ask us to do something, we want them to obey. Amen? Here's the second one. God will ask you to forgive people you don't want to forgive. Right. Amen? Amen? God will ask you to help people you don't like. Yeah. And God also will ask you to forgive people you don't want to forgive. Jonah didn't want to forgive the Ninevites. No, right. He was the prophet of God. And I'm sure he knew other prophets. He may have trained other people in the past to go into Nineveh to <laughs> preach the word of God in Nineveh and who came out in the box. So Jonah had a lot of hang-ups about Nineveh. He had a lot of hang-ups about the people in Nineveh. But when God asks you to do something, God gives you a commandment to do something, if God says that your very advancement in me, your very advancement in life, depends on you obeying what I've asked you to do, we've got to do it, amen? 
If we want the blessings of God on our lives, we've got to do it God's way. We can't just pick and choose and say, hey, God, I don't like that. I don't like that, what, what that says about my lifestyle. Hey, God, I know you wrote that 2,000 years ago, and you know maybe you didn't see what was going to happen today, but maybe you didn't see me in this. Maybe you didn't see who I was going to be or what I wanted to do, but, but, but I'm not going to choose to obey that. But God still blessed my life, still keep me on the path of... You can't do that, amen? Hey, hey God, you don't know, this, this person hurt me. This person used me. You know, if you knew what this person done to me, you wouldn't ask me to be asking that person or, or to forgive that person. You don't understand God. You don't understand the hurt. It's not the case, is it? We got to do it anyway because God wants us to help. He wants us to forgive. Amen? Just like God wanted Jonah to go and preach the word of God to Nineveh, he wanted him also to forgive the people of Nineveh for what they had done to him. And we can't pick and choose what parts of the Word of God we like and what we don't like. <clears throat> Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Does that sound like an instruction? <clears throat> or does that sound like something I made up? Does that sound like it's in the character of the Word of God? Or does that sound like it's out of character with the Word of God? Forgiveness is all over the character of the Word of God. Amen? So when you read in your Word, when you read in Ephesians, be kind to one another. That's a commandment of God for us. Amen? We've got to be kind to people. It doesn't matter whether they're believers or unbelievers, you've still got to be kind to them. Amen? Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. We, the Word of God tells us that we've got to walk in an attitude of forgiveness. Amen? Amen? As God in Christ forgave you. When did God forgive you of your sins? Cross. When Jesus went to the cross, all of your sins were forgiven there and then. Right. Amen? Amen? There and then. They were forgiven before we asked for forgiveness. Right. Amen? Amen? So what does God want us to do? He, want us, he wants us to forgive even if the person doesn't ask for forgiveness. Amen? If someone has hurt you, someone has come against you, even, before, even if they never come and ask for forgiveness, we've got to forgive. We've got to walk in this attitude of forgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. Church, we can't pick or choose. We can't decide the parts of the Word of God that we will apply to our lives and the parts of the Word of God that we'll turn around and say, that's not applicable today. That was written 2,000 years ago. doesn't work for me. Church, we got to learn to apply the Word of God in our lives in every circumstance, in every situation. When it's easy... I love reading the Word of God when it's easy and when, when, when God asks me to do something that's easy. I love it. Praise God. That's simple. That's easy to do. But we got to learn to apply the Word of God too when it's not easy, when it's difficult, when it requires us to go to Nineveh, when it requires us to go in the opposite direction of every being, every fabric of our being is telling us to go. 
We've got to learn to obey God and follow his commandments and apply the word of God in every circumstance, in every situation, in every day of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.